Welcome to the show. <laughs> this guy got a mistletoe belt on. Gosh, that is bad. The whole plane smells like weed. Those were the days. It's a joke, you idiot. I looked in the mirror, I'm like, <laughs> Good old innocent fun. Welcome back, everybody, to Troublemakers, the podcast where each week we bring on a guest and they tell crazy stories about their <laughs> lives. I'm your host, Dylan Krasinski, coming to you from a beautiful day in Brooklyn. The candles are once again lit. It smells great in here. It does. I'm, I'm, thank you, dude. I'm self-conscious about it, and we're ready to have a good time. With me, as always, is my incomparable co-host, the man with the plan, the ladies' man, oh, the wow. big dog, Razor Wadney, everybody. Oh, thank you, Dylan. I thought when you were saying incomparable, I thought it was going to be incompetent at first, and I was like, God damn, No, really? that's impotent. Impotent. No, I, my, <laughs> my boy swim, brother. Oh, okay. I know that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, welcome back to Troublemakers, a show you can catch every fucking Wednesday. Every Wednesday we have a new episode come out, so please make sure to check us out uh, anywhere where you stream your podcast, especially Spotify. If you're on Spotify, make sure to leave us one of those five-star Star reviews, reviews, baby. Five stars. I know every once in a while I'll say you could leave us like a 4.8 if you're not like totally satisfied. But We're done that. with it. We're done with that. We don't want that anymore. Five or nothing, okay? Um, We'd prefer five. Or oh. nothing, actually, yeah. Five or nothing. I don't need those bullshit yeah. comments of five stars but negative comments. Get, leave a positive comment, you bitch. And if you do have a negative comment, just write it down in a notebook and go fuck yourself. Thank you. That's what we want. We have a very special guest today. Oh, a, dude. A return guest, right? I mean, I, I would say probably one of, uh, one of our uh, fan favorite guests. <laughs> Every time he's on, people go crazy. Back from his cruise trip journeys back in New York City, Youngstown native, New York City comedian, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Dominic Leonelli, everybody. Oh, you guys are too nice. Thank Hell you. <laughs> Let's go. Dude, I'm fucking killing that game. Oh, two weeks in a row I nailed that. Two weeks in a row you got it right. Let's go. Dude, what's up, man? Not too much, man. Feels good to be back on land, still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how long were you out for? A total of like six months. Um, as, uh, well, I, I saw you like two months ago. Yeah, well, I'd come back for a day, two days, be oh, gone. Dude. Maybe longest I'd be back in town for was a week or 10 days at most. So you, what were you just on, like a 10-day trip? Yeah, I'd go out. Well, sometimes it'd be three days and then hop on another boat. Or <clears throat> I'd be in New York sometimes for 10 hours, like get home from the airport, fly out for another nine day. You know, it's all crazy. Actually, dude, now I'm thinking about it. The last time I saw you, we were at Brooklyn Comedy Club and we're hanging out, dude. It was after a show. It was after a midnight show. I think you were on, dude. And I'm hanging out with Dom. I'm getting a little, I'm having a couple drinks. I'm having a couple <laughs> cocktails, you know, with some comics there. Dom's having some drinks. We're hanging out. Dom had to be up because he was, what? You were flying to Miami yeah. to get on a cruise ship to leave. Right. The next morning, he's like, I got a 5 a.m. flight. We're hanging out, dude. At some point, he is fucking having a night, dude. I look down. He had to be you had to be like at the airport, leave for the airport at like four to yeah. catch your like five, like 530 a.m. flight. And dude, I look down. It's 430. And I go, hey, Dom, you, you got to get to the airport. <laughs> Holy shit. He was like, oh, oh, fuck. I don't even did you even go home? Dude, uh, yeah, I stopped home, threw a bunch of random clothes in a suitcase, hammered. Dude, I showed up with weird things. I had like a, a charger to my Lenovo laptop. I'm like, dude, I didn't have a cell phone charger. Couldn't get one on the boat. Had to go a week with no phone. Dude, I'm in Aruba. Couldn't buy an iPhone charger. The really? boat didn't have one. Nowhere in Aruba had one. I'm like, uh, yeah, I was stuck. I'm borrowing people's shit just to get a little charge and see where I'm at. But um, yeah, dude, I just, threw, just like an addict. Let me get a little charge. I had one pair of there. pants. I had to wear them every single day. I'm like <laughs> the most I had nothing, dude. Like, yeah, I had I took the Uber straight from the club to my house, threw the stuff in the suitcase and just made the plane and. I was actually going, it was a two-way thing, so I was going out of the country, so I had to fill out, like, an address of where I was going in Aruba. They closed the door, and I had to just make stuff up. And then they finally, the only reason I got in, I was with some people from the Bronx, and the dude told the door, the guy was a little sassy, the the guy that controls locking the door to get on the plane. The flight attendant? Yeah. Okay. So I don't even know if that's a flight attendant, but the guy you go up to with your ticket when you're checking in or gate whatever. Gate agent. Oh, yeah, yeah, gate agent. So 
Dude, the dude's like, look, man, I'm from the Bronx. If I don't get on this plane, I'm going to wait for you and fuck you up. <laughs> and the dude unlocked the door and let us on. He took a picture of him. He's like, dude, I'm going to remember you. That's insane. <laughs> Holy shit. You're just behind him. Like, I'm with this dude. Yeah. <laughs> get on a fucking plane. Yeah. Oh, That's, dude. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> you, you do, have you been doing the cruise ships a little while? Six months. Now is I've I've like I've like had like a good bit of friends do it. Is is there any like time to have some fucking fun there? I mean, yeah, you can have some fun. You gotta mostly do it off the boat. Well, yeah, I mean, it could be fun because you're not doing nothing all day. Like you get on the boat, you get your room, your key, you go to a safety thing real quick for the boat. So if, in case it sinks, like you know, you know what to do or whatever. <laughs> and then you, it's like just swim, dude. Just right, swim. Just come on. You're the last one. We're on all the gonna die, boat. right? And you, you basically just sleep. I mean, you could check out the little theater shows. You could go to karaoke. You could do like just to watch. You could. I mean, then you get off on the boat. You could hang out with workers too, so you could meet some. Like I got a few workers on the boats, like little girlfriends here and there from the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> Did they call me Babalu? I guess in the Philippines that means fat, but it's a good thing. It's like if you're fat, you have money. <laughs> Babalu? Yeah, dude, that's the title of the episode. The Babalu. <laughs> the Babalu. That's what they call me, Babalu. How many girlfriends you have on these boats now? All together, I'm up to about four. That's too many. One from Mexico. Pretty girl, teeth are a little messed up, but nice girl. <laughs> that's fucking. That does sound fun. <laughs> oh, that's a blast, dude! Yeah, you're just having a good time, living yeah. life. Yeah, enjoying it. Well, it's actually, I think it pretty much dried up now, so I could talk about it because I was one of the pandemic comics. Like I came on in the pandemic. And now it's like they got like 600 comedians on every ship I put in for. They're like, yeah, it's full. It's like 30 seconds later, I'll put in for 50 ships. They'll be like, oh, sorry, all full. Really? But they ha they have these guys that worked for them for 30 years. <clears throat> it's a blessing in disguise. The last cruise I did was such an eye opener. It was with this guy from my hometown, Youngstown. And he goes, yeah, man. He goes, I wanted to really make it in comedy. <clears throat> and he goes, I got on these ships in 1986 and man it went by within the blink of an eye that's the year i was born dude. and we're Yikes, from the same dude. hometown he's like i was in new york and you know i moved up to new york and got the ships and you know maybe i'll make a youtube video and make it happen one day i'm like yeah good job man. maybe um, i'll make a youtube video like Jesus. yeah i wish that's tough stuff man. i you know what dude i met you years and years ago in youngstown get out i'm from pittsburgh so, yeah, so I shot like I was probably like two, three years. Oh, yeah, we comedy. He told me this. I shot up to because um, I remember seeing your face. I, like when I first met you, I was like, I fucking, I know that guy. Yeah, we, we met like very briefly doing a shakers contest. Do you remember oh, that? I do shakers remember. Contest? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I remember that contest. Um, you remember Eric Cribley? Yes. Yeah, like I don't know what his deal was. He was like everything I did. Three words into a setup, he'd laugh extremely hard. And, like, try to ruin it. And he did, was doing it at Shakers. He's like, what are you talking about? <clears throat> I'd be like, so, you know, I, I was in learning disability. Class. Ah, ha, ha. And it's, like, not a funny laugh. Like, almost like Dom's dumb type of. Obnoxious. Yeah, like, he doesn't know how to do comedy type of thing. It's like an aggressive, like, like nice heckle. Or yeah, I remember like he did to me at the Shakers contest the whole time I got off stage. I'm like, dude, what's your problem? <laughs> like, I, I almost fought at that contest the one year. Right, I, dude, was, I almost fought Cribbly that year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't almost fight Cribbly. There was like a dude that was like a truck driver that came to the show, and he was with this chick, and I was last on the show, and they were heckling every <clears throat> comedian and fucking up every set. And there's a lot of younger comedians there that right. like don't know what they're doing, so it really threw everybody off. So I go up there like real aggressive with a chip on my shoulder, and right when he says something, I just start going in on him. I'm like, dude, your teeth are terrible. They're all <laughs> fucked up. You better keep your mouth closed if you want this whore to fuck you. And I was just <laughs> yeah. being so aggressive. <laughs> to the point where like the audience was into it because they hated him and then they turned like all right dude you need to relax you went a little too far and then he he was like <clears throat> i heard him like like i was back into my jokes and i could just hear him out of like the you know like the side of my one yeah. ear saying how he was punching me in the face right when i got off <laughs> and then she had to like hold him back yeah oh, shit. dude I, that's happened has that ever happened to you uh oh, i feel like we've talked we've we've covered some of these but yeah you've gotten approached after multiple after times. shows right i had one show which it's a club i'm not gonna play anymore honestly it's this is the probably 
I don't. This may be the shittiest club in the entire world, <laughs> in Times Square, and uh, that really they narrows keep it down. changing yeah. the name. Laughs out loud, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and every three months, the name changes. Every time Dom's on, there's a lot of LOL slander. <laughs> yeah, Detectives but it's true, so it's not club. slander. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so the the manager is like slash security there, and he never does anything. So, um, there was a dude standing at the end edge of the stage trying to punch me as I'm on stage and he's even swinging and I'm moving. I'm telling the manager, I think it's time to do something. He goes, it's not my place. I'm like, dude, you're the boss, bro. It's literally your place. It's yeah. the only thing you have to do. Serve drinks and remove people. So he goes, no other comedians had a problem with the guy. I'm like, dude, what's that have to do with me? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I got a problem with the guy. He's trying to punch me. <laughs> I had that happen. I had one worker we, he liked a girl that she liked me and he, he got a corkscrew after like off after work. I was so cool with the dude. We're like on the roof when the balls drop and we're partying like drinking. I'm getting along with the dude. We both detailed cars. So we were talking about that. Yeah. And then, dude, next thing I know, I'm leaving with this chick and he snaps because he liked her. She's like, I don't know. You know, I told him I'm not into him, but, you know. Who knows what the real story is? Dude tried to stab me with a corkscrew afterwards. <laughs> there was a waiter there that always had my back. He definitely, does he still work there? No, but yeah, they would hire him back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, there was a waiter there multiple times that had to pull people off of me because I used to, I had bits designed for hecklers. So I'd go and do a five minute bit on people and I had it worked out about them having a little dick. <laughs> I would be like, I know what's going on. It's it, he's got no, nah, I can't make fun. Of him. He's got LDS. And I'd be like, it's little dick syndrome. And then like I'd point out like any any other person, like any black dude that didn't talk during the show. I'd be like, like, look at this black dude. He didn't say nothing. You know, he's got a big dick. He's like, the fuck do I need to talk during a show for? I got a big dick. You know, this kid. Mm -hmm. Look how much he's talking. Look, he's still talking. You know, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had this whole bit about it. And uh, it used to really get people mad. I had a girl throw a drink on me one time. Like, uh, you know, she was heckling the show, everything. And I, I was like talking about her weave. You know, you always got to go to the weave. And I was like, do you think anybody in here even believes you're a woman? Like, instead of weave. Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she threw a drink on me. She's like, I can't grow hair. That ain't right. That ain't right. I can't grow hair. I got alopecia. Yeah. <laughs> Will Smith comes from the fucking side. Yeah. And she pulled yeah. her shit off. She's like, this is all I got. <laughs> one, one of my <laughs> one, one of my first, like, host weekends at the comedy club in Pittsburgh I like my first show. I was so excited to like, you know, host like at a real club. Right. And I finish a joke about like, it was about the Terminator movie and the joke did not do well. And this chick in the audience goes, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and I was like, yo, that joke would, yeah, you're right, lady. That joke would have been a lot funnier when that movie came out in 1992 when it was relevant and you were attractive. <laughs> and she starts, she like jumps over the fucking, like the, cause she was in like the second tier. Yeah. She's like trying to jump over the, the, like people in front of her and I'm like yo I was, I was like would you stop like her titties are like flopping everywhere she's like this older big titted lady and, and they're like hey, I was like ma'am your tits are hitting the people in front of you please stop they had to take her out they escorted her out and then um, the the security guard that I was friends with after the show was like, "Hey, so how about that lady's cousin? Or that lady's husband rolls up on me and apologizes for her behavior and goes, yeah, yeah, she ate like six Vicodins and was drinking all day.' That's yeah. like, yeah, well, a comedy club's the perfect fucking place to go. Yeah, yeah that's can you imagine if you fought her? She wouldn't feel shit. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she would have gave me a beating. Yeah, she would have quit. You, dude. I was so early into comedy, I might have quit." Yeah, right. Dude, if you get your ass beat by an old lady on Vicodin, you have to quit comedy after yeah. that. That's the only thing or you can I, do. Or I would have went viral and my career would have fucking true. skyrocketed early. I don't, know if, I don't know if that would have beaten the shit out of an old lady. That's a rare thing to skyrocket a career. <laughs> no, no, not me. Me getting my ass kicked. Oh, yeah. If you yeah. got your ass beat, oh, that's yeah. the way yeah. to go. Oh, yeah. me, beat, me beating her up. You'd be like that face. kid in, uh, you'd be like that guy in Vegas. Uh, did you see that? That like open mic video where the kid 
the guy is like running on, he's running, approaching the stage, and the guy just literally just Spartan 300 kicks him in the chest. No. And it's just, he's like a 60-year-old guy at an open <laughs> mic, and he like goes down, he's like, call an ambulance, yeah. call, call an ambulance, like speaking, like totally normal. And then the guy's on the mic, he's like, I told you that was going to happen. And everyone's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's crazy. That one's super viral. The amount of drama involved in comedy in, in all aspects, like... I'm starting to avoid it. I go in places, headphones on. I'm like, yo, I'm working. You know, I don't got time for this drama. You get it. I think any time that you get guys around girls and guys with some strange egos, like, you know, you could. it's easy fight time. It's like, yo, you just bombed on stage. I'm going to fight the guy now and show everybody how good I am or some shit. Because yeah. I always see it in New York. Like, I've had a couple open micers attack me. I remember one time... This one guy, and he got his ass beat at the comic strip. People were passing around the tape. He was like, Dude, <laughs> "Oh, yeah. you told me about this." Yeah, is that wait? Is that the guy who pulled the gun? Um, no, no, this dude didn't have a gun. Um. Dude, this guy was, um, I don't know, a strange dude. And it's always the people I help out that fight me for some reason. If I get you in a club, I know, all right, in about three months, you're going to want to fight me. <laughs> so I got this kid in the comic strip selling tickets for the strip. And um, he didn't have a job. He had nowhere to get up. I hooked him up, man. It was my friend, I thought. So we are at an open mic, and it's like the creek in the cave, 1.30 in the morning. And he comes walking in. It was just a weird strange of events that every night he came to a mic right when it was ending. Like he'd walk in and just miss it from the last mic. Yeah. So we're all laughing and we're like, all right, man, that's the mic. And this dude just snapped. Like he was such a dick. We're like, we're not going to stay and watch. You've been a dick all day, yeah. you know. And he's like, why are you guys always laughing? It was Eagle Wit was on stage killing. And uh, it's our friend. We're watching him. And at the open mic so we're all laughing you know he's talking about shit going on and we're cracking up and he walks in he's like why are you guys always laughing at eagle that was his problem he's like, everybody laughs at eagle <laughs> and then he's he's like hey man buy me a drink and i didn't have no money at all these days somebody gave me a drink he smacks it out of my hand and the bartender's like just go upstairs or just relax dom i'll give you another drink and she goes upstairs to talk to him. And I'm thinking this dude's putting on an act because I, I'm like, why is this dude so mad? Like, he's upstairs shaking like, oh, I can't calm down. And it's this girl's last day at work. She's all freaking out. I'm like, it's no big deal. I was like, this is my buddy. Everything's cool. He's not going to do anything. And he just attacks me swinging. Holy shit. And I avoid confrontations. You know, I used to no. box. I do. <laughs> it's every every time I hear an altercation, a story with Dom, he's like, "Yeah, I went to the store, and then the clerk tried to fight me." <laughs> but I hate confrontation. Yeah, but, but you don't, you don't seem like like I don't know you well at all. But like just even sitting here talking the last couple, minutes, you don't seem like a guy that like resorts to fists easily. I don't. No, even I agree if, with that. Even yeah. if I talk shit, like I may may get in a heated argument like that, um, but very rarely. I could, I just end the situation. So if somebody's coming at me, you just grab their wrist. Nobody could fight you. It's game over. Oh, that's a good point. Just grab the wrist. Yeah. Cause the thing is, you know, I make too, I make too much money now to fight anybody. So it, like, <laughs> I'm going to get sued. Like, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. If yeah. you hit somebody, so, there's cops coming. If you, mm -hmm. especially we're all adults, we're grown men. We have that rage built up. Maybe if I started hitting somebody, I might blank out, rip their eyes out. You don't know. It's like then, then what are you gonna do? You rip the dude's eyes out. You're going to jail. Well, that's oh, what yeah. now, like, like I'm, I'm 33. I know, I know. You said you're, you're in your 30s as well. Yeah. I forget what you said, but it's, it's, it's a thing where, like, if I'm fighting now. I'm fighting for my fucking life. Right. Like, this yeah, this, is, this yeah, isn't dude. like, I'm yeah. not like 20 at a college bar anymore. Right. It's not like one, two punches. Okay, let's get a drink. Yeah. See you later. No, yeah. it's, it's a guy has just approached you on the train and now you need to survive. Yep. Yeah. If you want to see your family again, you're going to have to take someone's eyes out. Right. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what it is. That's fucking. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, do you guys want to see this video? I yeah, just let's found see it. it. Uh, oh, he gave him the Rod Wave. Did you see Rod Wave did that same thing? Really? Some dude went, leave him alone. He's like, back up, back up, and kicked him right in the chest. Let's see if it if I have it. Said it. I had it on. 
I remember when the one guy with the mic stand like six years ago that went viral. A dude charged the stage. And he hit him with the mic stand? Fucking Barry oh, Bonds. That. Dude, yeah. everybody was trying to stage fake fight videos after that. Oh, really? That was one of the first comics that got big from not being funny. <laughs> oh, shit. So yeah, and there's no audience. That's a <laughs> shitty mic. I know. I, I was just, I was just <laughs> about to say, I'm pretty sure I did that mic before. Yeah. I wish the, uh, this is like, what the fuck is with this music? I don't, this music's terrible. I don't want that. I want the fucking. They made it a straight up music video. Yeah, what the hell? That, nice the best camera. part, honestly, the best part about it is the guy's audio. The guy, oh, here it is. Okay. There's nothing worse than starting the fight and being disposed of that quickly. Mic. I'll tell you what, there's nothing worse than a two-angle shoot of you getting your ass beat. <laughs> multiple <laughs> angles? <laughs> oh, this got multiple angles. Just a 4K beating. Raid Zone is a known heckler in the Las Vegas community. So he's not even a comic. I don't know. Dude, Walks videos. towards the host. Yeah, it's just these videos are brutal. The voice nice. don't match the kick. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> it's a lot of warnings, dude. Oh, here we go. Oh, they slow mode it. Come on, fucking show the video. Right, this is not the raw footage. They're trying to get you to watch that whole 10 minutes. Click like for part two. Come on. All right, let's fast forward this shit. Somebody said great hat. <laughs> Wait, so this the, that's the aftermath? What the fuck, dude? No, I don't think, he, I, I think he rolls back on him again. Is that his mom? Someone's hugging him. Wow. Oh, this is the host. You did it all by yourself, Wayne. You did it all by yourself. I have the mic. I have the mic. I have the mic. Throw a tantrum. What type of hat is he wearing? I think it literally a tinfoil hat. It looks yeah. like one of those lasagna pans. Here it comes. Whoa. What I tell you? What I tell you? You know, he feels great. He might even want to hook up with a girl now. <laughs> a girl just walked in, too. Oh, do you hear him on the ground? He goes, call an ambulance. Call an ambulance. <laughs> I don't hear that was, a, that was a pretty solid kick. That was a great kick, dude. Oh, dude, I would feel great if I kicked somebody in the stomach like that. But just ended them, too. Like, this dude's not getting back up. Done deal. I mean, it's not the comic's Dude. fault. The dude's charging the stage. What do you expect? Yeah. Bang. Oh. Right in the solar plex. Right, yeah, that, like, fucking thing you rub, that CPR people rub. I uh, hear him. <laughs> He's so calm about it. Oh. Now, I mean, how's that? What happens now? Could he really sue the comedian? It's like, yo, you charge the stage. I mean, you could still sue him, but you could claim self-defense and, like, you know, could get thrown out. But I, th I, thought, I thought you meant, like, what happens after that? Like, he just picked the mic back up and he's like, so I was at the doctor's office <laughs> right. the other day. <laughs> yeah. And, How, you uh, can't come back from that. Yeah. That's fucking tough, dude. You'd have to talk about it in a funny way. I was on stage one time and a guy had a seizure. I had to call 911. Well, I think he was having a seizure. There was a guy there that was, like, an anesthesiologist, a, a comic, that helped him out. But, um... Nobody called nine one one. They didn't care. No, it was at LOL again. Surprise! There, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like he hasn't met his drink minimum yet. They got yeah. <laughs> dude was crawling on the floor. I'm looking like, no. you know, what the hell's going on? I'm like, dude, how drunk are you? And then I realized something ain't right here, and and nobody's doing nothing. It's 250 people in the room, so I'm on stage. I call nine one one from the on stage. stage. Yeah. And I'm doing jokes as I'm doing it. Stop. Yeah. And I felt bad making jokes about... I wasn't trying to kid on somebody that's going through something, but I had to do something. It's 250 people in the room. 
And I was just like talking about, I'm like, you know, talking about it with the 911 operator on stage. She's like, is this a prank, sir? Because people are laughing. (laughs) Yeah, the operator's like, like, hey, can you stop doing jokes and tell us what we need to know? She's like, describe what he's doing. I was like, he looks like me last night. And I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, man. That's funny, dude. Have you you been doing, um, dude, last time you were on, that mushroom story, dude, it fucking blew the hell up. I did it one more time. People fucking loved it, dude. You I did hit, mushrooms after that? Yeah, twice actually. The one time was just uh, very light, but um, the other time was my friend's going away party, and uh, you know that uh, we were at his party. He gave me some shrooms, some strong ones. This dude like is for real with it. Yeah. And me and um, I went out to a diner. I went out to like one of those twenty-four hour diners in Brooklyn, Kellogg's or some shit. Okay, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's kind of a ghetto spot, and. Uh, Dude, the mushrooms kicked in. I had this cheeseburger. I'm looking at it. I'm like, I can't eat this thing. Like, I feel like the cow was telling me <laughs> spiritually, like, don't, you know. It was like, oh, I couldn't eat nothing. It kicked in. I was drunk, so I forgot I took them. And then they kicked in heavy. And I took a lot of them. I remember the dude was like, bro, are you sure? Like, he was like, I don't feel comfortable giving you this many. And uh, I took them. I don't know. I probably ate like four of them. Chilling them up raw, dude. Oh, straight off the cow shit. Uh, <laughs> Oof, dude. Yeah. The 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 old move. What was it? The peanut butter sandwich. That's what everybody. Or did. Uh, fruit roll ups. Put that shit in a fruit oh, roll up. That's a good idea. Then it tastes good. Yeah. Have you ever done mushrooms, Ray? Yeah, I did. I did. I did mushrooms in college, but I I never I never like full blown tripped off of them. And everybody's always like, "You didn't take enough." And I was like, "Well, the second time I tried it, I took as many as I fucking could." And I didn't. Damn. Well, some I, I mean, I got fucked up. Different. I got fucked up. Like, like I was like high as shit. It felt like it, it felt like I ate an edible almost. Yeah. But you know, people are in the comments on our mushroom video. They're like, oh, you know, t- you know, I never seen this or talking shit. And then you'll see them like, I ate half an eighth one time. I'm like, what? Are we in junior high? Like, <laughs> who's only eating half an eighth? <laughs> you know, uh, dude. Yo, you. When did you start doing uh, drugs? We talked about. We were talking about this. I feel like you lived a life before you were even eighteen years old. Yeah, but I used to be very straight arrow and work out twenty four seven. And then um, when I was twenty three, I started hanging out with the wrong people. I think that's the first time I ever started to experiment with stuff. Really? How'd you meet them? Um, just actually, kids I went to junior high with i ended up running back into him when i was single and you know like me and my girl broke up so i was back around the friends and yeah yeah, yeah. all that and they were all partying and then you know what really set it off though a doctor prescribed me xanax i used to have so much energy maybe from working out all the time that i would be up for three days straight like no drugs at all i i couldn't (laughs) go to sleep ever like really but i worked out ridiculously hard too and uh I worked, my job was very physical. You'd think I'd be tired, but and I remember telling my doctor, like, yeah, I can't sleep. Like, I'm up all night, every single night, like yeah. insomnia type shit. So um, he he prescribed me Xanax and, like, a crazy amount. Like, he was like, you know, take take one every four hours. Like, And, dude, I'm, like, waking one up. One every <laughs> four hours? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Doctor prescribed, and they were like, footballs it's like i don't know they were a gram each or something and so i'm taking four grams of xanax a day (laughs) you know i'm waking up randomly at like the gas station (laughs) 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 on some chips i remember one time that the attendant had me sit in the back chair i didn't had no clue i came over there the next day she's like oh i'm glad you're okay i was so worried about you i said why what happened she's like you fell asleep on the chips standing up (laughs) she's like we put you in the back room and sat you on a chair for like five hours she goes you don't remember I was like, no. She's like, yeah, we put on cartoons for you. I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> the doctor gave you narcolepsy. Dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you might just have a condition. Dude, anybody that eats four grams of Xanax, you're not going to remember what you do. <laughs> you could go on a Ferris wheel. You might be like, did I, was I on a Ferris wheel? <laughs> yeah, your whole life is like, did I have a dream yeah. that I went to the dog pound yesterday? People sent me a picture. I went to a derby one time, and I was like, dude, I couldn't believe I had no recollection of being at the derby cars running into each other but i abused it a little like he gave me like a crazy amount that i could never even eat all of them it was like 90 90 a month or something like 90 xanax a month 
And, you know, I was, I would drink, I was still drinking. That's where the problem comes in. Like, you know, you can't drink alcohol on that stuff. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. So if you got to take pills every day, but you still want to drink, there's going to be some days that, that you end up on a Ferris wheel and don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Zanny land, I, I used to call it. God damn. My dad thought I was on heroin. He's like, be honest with me, son. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Dr. Sinelko. <laughs> He's doing too much. Dude, that's right in the heart of the uh, pharmaceutical crisis, I think. Right. Where doctors were just giving out pills. Adderall. Everybody became addicted to either Adderall or Xanax or both. Or Oxy. Well, I had a friend. That shit even with a couple beers is like an instant blackout. Right. Like Oxys and shit. I had a friend yeah. get rich off of... um oxy scripts he had a girl he was dating that was a nurse and he made so much money so fast when oxys were big she would write him scripts and he would sell them and he made like sixty thousand dollars in like a month off oxys oh my god yeah man he's just getting them for free what's he doing now i think he's washing cars Okay. Well, you know, it's you, you had your five minutes of fame, and yeah. now you're you know back at it. He bought a pink BMW with the money. That's <laughs> he's always just wanted a pink BMW. You know what I always wanted to try that doesn't exist anymore is Quaaludes. Oh uh, yeah, my my oh. my dad used to talk about Quaaludes like it was his like wife that died. <laughs> like he like he like he talked about it like it was the best drug on the planet, and I was like I was like what like what. You know why is it better than everything else? Yeah. He's like, he's like, it's the best feeling in the world, and you just because you just don't feel shit. And I was like, no, oh, that's no. Was it a, was it a what do you call those quaaludes? Uh, do you get visuals off that or no? No, it, it was it was like a prescription drug, and then For they realized sleep. people oh. were having a fucking blast on them. It's what they uh, took in Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah, he says it's a sleep drug. That was prescribed, but if you like fight the urge to go to sleep, you would start just like have uh, like the best high. It like ever. relaxes your muscles and shit. And uh, they and don't exist. I don't think you can. I don't think they're like extinct. They stopped making. Yeah, them. They, they they can't find them anywhere. Like like my dad said, him and his buddy one time found one like years after they were discontinued, and they tried to take it, but the potency was completely worn off. Mm, they weren't able damn. to get fucked up. But I re- I remember we were talking to. Uh, we were like at this one little party and my dad's there and my buddy's friend is there and he's my buddy's my buddy's dad's there and he's like this older like badass biker dude and my dad's all fucked up and he starts just telling his stories and and he's like oh dude and he keeps like hitting this big biker dude on the arm he's like he's like you remember quaaludes man i used to fucking love quaaludes i would just wake up at the bar and they'd be like paul you gotta go you've been here too long <laughs> hey they were the best and then he this like beefy ass dude is just like yeah I remember one of my friends brought Quaaludes to my house and I kicked his ass because there's no drugs allowed in my house. My dad was just like, All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. There was a drug, a pill that, uh, one of my uncles told me about and I forgot it was called like a black or a blue. It had some strange name and they Viagra. Said, <laughs> they said you'd see like birds in the sky, the size of cars and stuff. Jesus. I forgot what it was called. Yeah, it didn't what? exist that long. It was like in the 60s. Dude, he's like, Dom, let me tell you about this little blue pill. We're going to take it together. <laughs> it's going to be a great night. Yeah, <laughs> me and <trust> you, buddy. <laughs> Everything you want's going to come true. <laughs> you you enjoy the trip, though? Like with mushrooms? And, and um, nah, I'll be honest. I don't like doing drugs anymore, uh, to be honest with you, or alcohol. Like mushrooms is like one of those things. I guess if it's a party and you're just like, oh, F it, but... Even the last two times I did it, I, I just regretted it. I'm like, I don't want to feel messed up now for yeah, this amount yeah. of time. Even alcohol, dude, I'm I'm slowing down with all of it. I'm getting back into, like, you know, runner's high, being in shape or something. Didn't you just tell me when you walked in that you were drunk and high last night? <laughs> I was definitely drunk. <laughs> I spent 200 at the bar, dude. So pissed. Dude, that runner's high will get you. <laughs> That was one of those nights he was just saying, fuck it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, why not? Yeah, I used to push the limits with um, alcohol for sure. Like, I remember I moved out at 17, so I had the party house. Oh, shit. Bottles everywhere. I dropped out of school. All my friends would skip school and chill at my house. We had the older friend that would buy us alcohol, but it was the, um, like, 
grocery store alcohol. Did you know the percentages are different? Yeah. Even yeah. now, like when you get those little like fireball yeah. uh, bottles, like those are those are less than really if you got them than a big store. like the real bottle. Yeah. And oh, well, yeah. Shit. You go to the grocery store, you can get like a bottle of Southern Comfort. And it will be like 32 proof. It'll freeze in the freezer. Oh, damn. So we thought we were doing it. We're like, oh, we killed a bottle of SoCo, you know. But, you know, it wasn't nothing. I remember a ton of cops came over one night because we were lighting off fireworks. This was like, yeah, we were just hammered drunk, 17-year-olds. Dude, the cops come. I let them in. And I'm like, oh, no, this was my brother had a party, dude. I was, I was like, he left with his friends. And, dude, they just left. We're all 17, <laughs> hammered, drunk. Uh, dude, that's why the, the difference between talking to a cop when you're under 21 versus over 21 is crazy. I remember just being so scared of cops until I hit 21. And then 20, 21, you're just like, come on in. Oh, yeah. Nice to see you, officer. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, would you like a beverage? Because you, you're like, oh, you can't do shit to me now. Yeah. Like, you have no power to arrest me for having drinks and loud music. Yeah. It's just like it switches. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember I had an incident with the cops one time. It was crazy. I had somebody broke into my house, right? When I was 17, living yeah. in this house, somebody breaks in. We had this prom party, and it was like, you know, the party was like segregated for some reason. Like white people <laughs> were in one room, and black people were all in the other room dancing. And anyways, one kid lived on Ravenwood, our friend. And he's like, yeah, man. He goes, fuck Ravenwood. And this other kid hears him, and he lived on Ravenwood. He's like, what, man? Fuck you. And he punches him, breaks his jaw, dude. The kid had to get his jaw wired shut. Next thing you know, it's a huge fight, dude. We put our hoods up. We're just hitting random people. And this was like in my heyday of boxing, dude. I was at my prime in boxing. And there was one kid in the utility room, like by our washer and dryer. And he's like, nah, man. He goes, you got to fight him. And this dude's like, he squares up to fight me. Dude, I don't. I hit him like nine or ten times, oh, quick, right? My God. Mike Tyson combination knocked him out. I thought he was dead. I'm thinking I'm going to jail for life. You know, I'm like, I just killed somebody. I'm drunk. Holy shit! Somebody shoots a gun off, and this girl's like hiding in the bathroom. She's all whacked out on dope. She thinks she got <laughs> shot, dude. She's like in the shower. <laughs> I'm all wet. You know, it's crazy. And uh, anyways, I remember. Uh, this guy hit my friend with a tiki torch. I had tiki torches, rips it out of the ground. We're like, yo, we got to end this thing. So me and my buddy just put our hoods up and we're just running, cracking people and, you know, just trying to um, resolve the party. Fucking Youngstown, dude. Bro, so check, Youngstown. check this out. So I start getting people messing with me from the party. They start coming back the next couple now days. They're pissed. Pissed. Shoot up my back porch. I had all these um, chimneyas that we stole from around the neighborhood. What? A what? <laughs> we had nine of them. A like, chimney? Yeah, you know, they're the cement things you put wood in yeah. and have a little fire. <laughs> so one day I wake up. <laughs> my friends were always doing pranks. I wake up with nine of these things on my deck one day. And, uh, and my friend's in a stuffed animal bear costume running around, dude. This is the crazy shit that we would do. Uh, it was just wild. And uh, anyway, so the guys are like parking in my driveway, like, so I can't get out. Yeah. And they're like, yo, what time is it? And they're all laughing. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man, I got to back out. They're like, nah, man, what time is it? And then the one night I'm home by myself and I kind of hear something. So I'm walking around the house and I had one of those chain front doors and the dude's got his fingers like trying to undo oh. the chain. And dude, I just kicked the door, Ooh. slammed his fingers. And, um, I ended up calling one of my friends like, yo, people are like, this is multiple times now. So he gave me one of his guns or something. It was like a friend. Oh, of yeah, a friend. yeah, yeah. You told me this. Bro, I went down into this basement. First off, just to buy the gun. I, I was drinking back in those days. I fall down his steps. Everybody's <laughs> like, dude, uh, should we give this kid a gun? You know, <laughs> And he's got like money and like a big fat bag of weed on the table and you know, they're doing all this stuff. And then he goes, man, you're lucky. This is my last gun and sells it to me. <laughs> He's like, now you have the gun. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> like that shows this yeah. dude wasn't scared of me. No, at dude. All. He was like, this bitch is not doing anything. He treated it like a piece of gum. That's my last one. But you can have it. Yeah, you're good. You know, yeah. we'll get another. Just don't get caught with it. That's what he said. I don't even know who the dude was. Somebody I met in a random basement. Like it was somebody's house and like. 
they were so, you know, everything was very weird. And um, like, oh, you want a gun? Actually, Jerry's in the other room. He's got a bunch of guns. <laughs> right. He'll sell you one. It was like a hundred dollars. And he's like, yo, he told me, he's like, don't get caught with this. And then, um, which is, you never want to hear that buying yeah. a gun. So the serial numbers weren't on it. I oh, tried to look it up God. and I seen that somebody scraped the serial numbers off. That's real bad. I didn't have it long. I had it and I was like, you know, I felt like it was a bad omen. Like, I, I don't know. I felt like it just had an aura around it. It's probably got bodies on it. That's why. Sure. And dude, I had it for like two nights and then I had an argument with a friend of mine and he's screaming so loud that the cops come over my house and he fucking rats me out on the gun. He's like, what? yo, um, he's got a gun. It's under his bed. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> and these cops actually looked for it. But what was so funny was my oh, yeah, yeah. best friend heard on a CB radio uh, the argument. And the cops were coming. And he came to the house. And I remember he was there. He dapped me up. He didn't tell me. He took the gun. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. You still friends with the, uh, the kid who ratted you? What yeah. happened to him? You're still friends with him? Yeah, I'm still friends with him. And he ratted you out? Yeah, and it's like I did nothing with the thing. Who knows if it had bodies or not? I don't know. And I'd hope it doesn't, but, you know. It had the serial numbers. Yeah, off, you though. never know. That's, but um, uh, yeah, the percentage for sure. After that, I, I sold the gun to a, a friend of another friend of mine, and I was just, he kept asking me. He's like, yo, I want to buy a gun, you know. It was like, you know how, how shit was when you're 20. You're just dumb, you know. Yeah, I mean, when I was 20, I wasn't trying to buy guns. We were trying to buy, you know, Soko and Amaretto to make Soko Amaretto limes in college. But, you know, bush lights, uh, that's pretty much what we were trying to do. Uh, have beach parties in our apartment. But, you know, Dude, I different s- lives. I sell the kid the gun. He goes on Facebook Live saying he's going to commit suicide because his girlfriend <laughs> broke out with him. Dude, oh everybody's God. like, Dom, why'd you sell him that gun? You know the kid's not right. Dude, I was what, like, what did you sell I'm him? out of it. What did you sell him it for? Do you remember? A hundred bucks. I was like, bro, it's what I paid for. It's broke even. And the kid's nice. still alive. Good for you. I, th- I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were going to be like, sold to him for a buck fifty. <laughs> yeah, probably. Make some money off him. <laughs> then I called him and said, yeah, man, you just got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes on Facebook Live. Holy shit! I thought that's dude. why he was gonna kill himself. He's like, "Don't rip me off for fifty dude, bucks." Can you imagine? Like, I'm sure there's stories like that when somebody's like, people would try to trade me guns. Like, you know, I've had a few legal guns also. Yeah, and people would try to trade you with fake paperwork on their gun, and they're like, "There's." I'm sure there's people there like, "Nah, man, I bought this gun. Here's the paperwork." They're like, "Yeah, dude, you're going to prison for life." <laughs> <laughs> You see, this shit's not spelled right. That's okay. so, dude. That's so bad. That's so a, a gun on the street because you have no idea what what that gun has been used for. And they all Robberies, have fingerprints. For, yeah. Well, they all even if you wipe the serial number off the the uh, the bullet, like you can tell right. with like the shell casings and that kind of shit, and what you know. Yeah, that's the gun's fingerprint. It's like a fingerprint. And yeah. you know what some people do? They take like metal rods and try to scratch that up, but you're not going to change that shit. No. And then the gun's not going to shoot right if you do that. Jesus I can't Christ. stand guns. I mean, where I'm from in Ohio, my yeah. family has like 20 of them. They all hunt and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'd go to a shooting range and that, but I don't like when you're just chilling and some dude just has a gun. He's just showing you. Yeah. He's drinking high. Has that happened a lot with you? Oh, bro, yeah. It scares me. Even in New York, bro. That's real scary. In New York? Yeah. They changed the law in New York. So it used to be 10 years mandatory prison for having an illegal firearm. Now it's six months probation. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They, they so just changed that like within the last two wow. years. Yeah. Right? That's wow. why so many people are getting shot now. Dude, that's crazy because I feel like a, year, a couple of years ago, it was like. Nobody had guns in New York because right. the penalties were so heavy. Yeah, they changed wow, it. Wow, I didn't know that. Six months probation? A dude told me one time. I knew him, and uh, he's at one of these guys in Times Square. That he's, I don't know. He's always in Times Square. Since I work there, I see him. Who knows what he's doing? He told me he pickpockets people for a living. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, what man. What a life. And his whole hustle is he gets people drunk at like two in the morning and tells him there's an after hours spot and he shows him pictures on his phone of some oh sick party <laughs> and then he takes them down an alley he goes all right i gotta pat you down check your id and then he takes all their money out of their wallet <laughs> knocks on the door and goes all right man wait three minutes they're gonna answer and he just walks away with all their money <laughs> 
But he told me That's with kind the of a gun. Brilliant move, dude. Man. What a fucking con artist. I love that. He told me with the gun. He's like, bro. He's like, first off, there's so many places to toss it, and then he goes, number two, what I could go rob people, and I could come up. 10 15 20 thousand with this gun what am that's six months probation he's like bro why like who am i gonna go work at wendy's and <laughs> he's like well, you've weighed out what makes more sense hey, you know listen that's a great <laughs> mentality to have and i think more people should have that mentality you know why yeah. not dude i remember right when i moved in like I, me and my friends were living like in the city in pittsburgh and the first like bar that we it was like the first night we're going out and i'm in this bar and we're walking through and i stepped on some dude's shoes and I immediately, like, you know, oh, I, big I, mistake. I fucking love shoes. So I was immediately like, oh, bro. I was like, my fault, man. He's, and he snaps. He's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, stepping on my, I said, I said, bro, I was like, I'll buy you a drink right now. I was like, I know how it is. Like, I was like, they look fine. I didn't fuck them up, but I'll buy you a drink. And he starts snapping again. I was, and then finally, I'm just like, all right, fuck you, dude. I was like, I was like, I was like, fuck you. I'm not getting you a drink. Fuck your shoes. And he like, <laughs> and he's, and he's like, he's like, like, just like glaring at me the whole night. And like, my friends must have saw me arguing. And I, I walk over to meet up with them, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I was like, I was like, you should have seen this shit. And they're like, yeah, we should probably leave. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, you know that dude that you were just arguing with that keeps staring over here? He's like, yeah. He's like, wait again until he turns. He turns, and we just saw the biggest fucking pistol Holy. hanging out of the back, like in the back of his jeans. Like it wasn't like holstered or anything. And he had like his like it was like outside of his polo, so his shirt wasn't even covering it. Yeah. Oh and I was, like, I was like, all right, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, sir. I, wa I walked back. I walked back over with wet wipes. I was like, can I say fuck your shoes? <laughs> yeah. I'm dude. gonna fucking clean your shoes. Hey, listen. If if you know that's who we want having guns, people with short tempers. Yeah. <laughs> You know, people who can't control it. Well, where the balance is, meditate. like, in these other states, it's so easy to get a gun. Nobody's really robbing you. Like, in Ohio, dude, oh, you see what just happened got in Ohio. Gun. Yeah. What? The dude was trying to, like, pound on the um, girlfriend's door. He was threatening her. Yeah, bro dude. got capped five times. It's like, bro, they don't play in Ohio. Dude, by the dad? Through yeah. the door? Yeah. Dude, that was crazy. Bro. Crazy. Where he's, like, he's kicking the door down, and the dad's, like, the girlfriend's like, my dad has a gun. Stay, stay out, right. stay out, stay out. Kicks the door open and it's like pop, pop, pop. And the, it's fucking bad, dude. People in like rural PA in Ohio not only do that shit, but they're kind of like waiting for it. Right. They're like, oh, please let somebody yeah. fucking try I something. I know where I'm digging the hole. <laughs> Take them right to the river. <laughs> That dude, he fucking came up with that location way too quick. <laughs> There's always those people. You're like, man, that motherfucker gets smart with everybody. Hey, where's Jared been? I don't know. <laughs> Motherfucker's gone. Oh, dude. So you last time you were on, you told that story about that girl uh, with the drunk driving incident. But have you ever gotten, have you ever like ran from the cops? Have you ever had any other incidents with the cops? Dude, I had that? one time I was with a kid and... uh he he was shooting his gun at streetlights, and I was just so happy to be with him. And dude, I didn't know he's like he's like a weed dealer. I had no clue. After the ride, I'm like, I could have been so fucked. He opens up his trunk. He's like, that's sixty thousand dollars worth of weed, dude. Oh my Imagine God. how much trouble. And it was probably more like thirty grand. You know, people got talking up. A how little. big is it? How big? Is it? Like his suitcase? entire Mercedes trunk was filled with weed. Wow. Whatever that would be, cans, edibles, jar, big mason jars like this all different types and uh anyways yeah he's shooting his gun he just pulls over he's one of these guys that just wanted to prove to me he's nuts or something i think and he just is like yo you man. have that aura you have that aura <laughs> where people are like i gotta prove that i'm crazy to this guy yeah he's just like we're sitting there he just pulls over for a second in those street lights and he goes think I, he's like i bet you 10 bucks i could shoot out that street light i'm like before I can even answer, this dude missed it three times. <laughs> and dude, I look, I look in the mirror and I see there's a cop directly behind us, bro. And he turns his lights on, and this dude guns it. And, oh. and I'm like, should I jump out, dude? He's doing 110 between stop signs. It was like, oh, you know, it's a Mercedes, bro. This thing's yeah. cooking. And um. I smelled the brakes, and dude, he's turning and hitting a curb and shit. We bounced off the curb. I'm like, all right. I just put my head down and prayed. We went right through a red light, <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> and uh, anyways, he what do you call? He outran the cops, man. He fucking he took the gun and tossed it in this garden right by. Like he put down the window and he's like, back up. And I back up and he just tossed it in a random high garden. 
and uh, he he cuts down some streets. He got away, and he dropped me off, and I walked home from there. And then he calls me. He's like, hey, man. He goes, come pick me up. I got to go get that gun. Dude, I'm like, oh, my God, oh dude. Oh, my God. He's How like, did you meet this guy? Um, He lived in the neighborhood. I grew up with him a little bit. Oh, my God. Nuts, kid. Kid was a little nuts. For the third time we hung out, he's like, hey, man, we should fight. Nothing was wrong. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're five times my size. I'm 14 years old, like when I first met him. Did he get the gun? Did you drive him to get the gun? Yeah, yeah, I had to drive him to get it. <laughs> was it was a legal it. gun, like, registered. He's like, yeah, I'll get in trouble. And it turns out that garden was his grandmother's house. Oh, mm. smart. smart. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so we went back in my car and got it. Dude, his brakes were smoking. And then he touched him. He's like, man, that looks hot. <laughs> I'm like, this is a guy that shouldn't have a gun. Dude burnt his finger on his own brake caliber. Did you fight him when he asked to fight? Uh, a little bit, but it didn't turn into nothing. My whole move was when I was young, I would just get on your back and try to choke you out. But I didn't have enough strength to choke you out, so I just make it hard for you to breathe for a while. <laughs> And that's all I would always do. Hop on people's backs and just choke them out. Because I was so little. I yeah. was a 90-pound kid. Really? Yeah. Damn. But you, you, we talked about this on the last time you were on. He was a, like, professional fighter. Yeah, right? had a few pro fights. Yeah. Oh, shit. Boxer. Yeah, and then, you know, I got a little Pride bit of... Pride Youngstown. Yeah. I had Kelly Pavlik worked my corner for a fight once, and I won. Dude, when you have that right motivation... He was like, right hand, left hook, duck, right hand, left hook, duck, right hand. He said, just keep doing it like clockwork. And I didn't want to believe him. This dude's beating me. And, you know, you got to listen to somebody. Yeah. And he's telling me to do that. And I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. He's like, don't even jab. Straight right. Straight right. Left. And then slip him. Right, left. Right, left. Slip him. Just hit him. Lead with the right. And it's like, you don't want to do that. But it's like, hey, I'm losing. Yeah. So I listened to him. And, dude, it worked. So I couldn't believe how good it worked. Wow. Right hand, left hook, slipped. And every time the dude did the same thing, right hand, left hook. I guess nobody expects you to throw the same combination five or like six times in time. a row. Wow. It was right hand, left hook, right hand, left hook, right hand, left hook, right. And everyone was landing. And I, mean, I won the fight. Did you put him down or it went the decision? Um, I think they stopped it. I was oh, really shit. clocking the dude. That's awesome. That's cool, man. And then... Um, yeah, it was cool. Kelly Pavlik worked my corner for that fight. My trainer was an alcoholic. Like, he wasn't good. He didn't even show up for my fight. I'm like, where's Larry at? This is yeah. the guy who told. This is the guy who told you that you uh, you got to take. You learn to take a hit. So yeah, he, keeps, he would just make you stand there and take punches yeah. to the head. He'd be like, "Don't move out the fucking way. Take that punch." I looked up his last fighter. The dude looked like Elephant Man. I'm like, I, you know, I don't think I should be training with this. He'd be hammered drunk at 11 a.m have hookers leaving and stuff and i'd be fighting them you'd see these girls look like they're 75 years old they'd be like did you see larry <laughs> i'd be hitting this feedback where's larry yeah where's larry at <laughs> but um you know i uh, what do you call yeah he would get he would just be wanting me to take hits so i'd get in there with grown men that don't even box just random guys and he's like this dude man he fixed the drains here but he's fucking this guy's tough 200 pounds <laughs> And these guys would be all slow, so I'd be moving. I watched a lot of Rocky Three. I'm doing all that yeah. shit, and I'm like hitting him, doing the little Mayweather. He'd be like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Stand there and fight him. Take that punch." That was his whole thing. You gotta learn to take a hit. God damn. And I'd get in with heavyweights that were extremely slow, so I got used to the timing of slow fighters. And then I fight somebody my weight. It's like, and they're moving. I can't even hit yeah. them. Dude, I've seen some of those videos now of these kids like on Instagram. Dude, it's so quick. You can't even see their fists. Yeah. It's nuts. I, I used I used to train boxing in like the seventh grade for like three months yeah. until my uh, my mom's boyfriend, they broke <laughs> up and he stopped paying for the lessons. <laughs> but I, I just I just remember the the dude was cool as hell. He was he was the, the guy that was training me. And it was like my first day there. And I'm just this fucking chubby seventh grader with blonde hair and he fucking he was like all right put your legs together i was like all right i put them together and he just fucking tagged me in the chest and knocked me like knocked <laughs> me down as hard as he could he's like all right stand up spread your legs and i was like all right i'm like fucking hurting you know i'm like all right, all right and then he punches me in the chest again and i didn't fall and he's like see when you when you when you have a good base you're gonna stay up and i was like why didn't you just tell me <laughs> right i'm 13 by the way yeah. <laughs> i have a bruise on my yeah. sternum Thank i'm a you. child and this is just yeah. a play for some dude to stay in my mom's life <laughs> right this is just a ploy for lee <laughs> dude you think about how different your life could have been if uh that guy just kept paying for boxing lessons 
Dude, you could have been a professional fighter. Nah, I would have fucked. I would I would have had sex for the first time and quit. That's yeah, that's what happened to me. Yeah. I just I discovered like, dude, when I was like when I was like fourteen and started like hooking up with chicks and drinking and shit, I quit everything that I did. Sports. Yeah. And, God damn. I had Women no, will do it. And and, and it and it and it's and it's been a pattern in my life. For for my life, my life for a long time is like women. Like you know, just always, that's good too. Always, always chasing tail. I'm tired of chasing tail now. At this point, like last night, I for what you know, it's like, what am I doing? Oh yeah, it's a waste of time. I could have edited some videos. They'll come to you, <laughs> well, bro. <laughs> well, I'm 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 wifed up now with a girl from Youngstown. Oh, get out! Yeah, and she moved to New York with you. No, she she's she's I met her here like uh, this year, but she uh, yeah she lives uh, her family's still in Youngstown. Dude, that is awesome. Honestly, yeah. I feel like I need to do the same thing. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be in New York forever. I, I might end up back in Ohio, dude. Really? I don't know, man. You could get a nice house, dude. And you're from Pittsburgh? Yeah. Dude, Pittsburgh's beautiful. Your whole family's there, too, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's right outside of Pittsburgh. I mean, I could buy a house there, house payments, 700 a month, gorgeous house. Dude, even Col- Columbus is a tight-ass city. Yeah. Like, no, Columbus Ohio. is cool. And yeah. you could be a comic... And never have to drive more than six hours. You could headline probably 20 different clubs in a six-hour drive. How close is that to Milwaukee? I don't know, to be honest. You Col- could probably do. like, But you get Detroit, you get Columbus, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and there's like a few clubs oh, yeah, in these yeah, spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, all around you got a good... Six hours will take you a long way. They, they always talk about Cincinnati, like like a lot of like uh, like the Midwest guys being like a really good yeah. hub. Because it's like you got Chicago, you got, you know, Pittsburgh, yeah. Cleveland, yeah. Columbus. You could almost barely even have to just do the outskirts of Ohio and Ohio itself. And probably yeah. still, because say you hit a town four times a year. I mean, you know, I don't know how much you'd have to make, but it's just a cool thing to know. Oh, man, I got 50 clubs within a 10-hour driving range. Or yeah, something. that's pretty fucking solid. Well, I, I mean, I used to, we used to do it every every year for like four years where we would do like a little run of like, you know, from Pittsburgh to Buffalo to uh, Erie to Youngstown. Uh, I forgot to, Erie too. To Cleveland yeah. to Cincy and Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. A nice little loop. And you're, That was you're, like in Boston. We had that whole kind of loop you could hit. Connecticut, you'd hit New Hampshire, you'd hit Vermont, you'd hit Maine. Like you really... Last nice. time I was in Boston, I don't know if that club's still there. I forgot the name of it. It was all black, I remember. The dude that ran it, his wife was a swinger. She used to bang the comics. You know which, <laughs> oh, which one yeah. I'm talking about? Uh, you talking dude, about right the, in front of him. Yeah, She's like, Comedy yeah. studio. Comedy Is that studio. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. in front of him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was mad. That was like a rumor for a while, and then like it kind of came out, and then it was weird. It was I got into, remember I got in the argument with Dude, her. he, yo, yo, he got kicked out of his own club because he was watching porn at the bar. Wow. <laughs> that's the way, hey, hey, that's the rumor I heard. He got banned from his club because they, he was watching porn and they're like, yo, you, you, you can't be here. Dude, I got into a huge argument with the dude's wife because, uh, <laughs> the empanadas. Do you remember that? Were you there? <laughs> I don't know. So don't it was know. like $7 for an empanada downstairs. And I'm like, that's just too expensive for empanadas. That's all I said. I was like, there's nothing but flour and meat. She's like, they're organic. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you can get empanadas in New York for like three bucks. She's like, where? I've been to New York. You can't. I'm like, you haven't been to the Heights. Ugh, <laughs> okay. That's so funny. Huge what argument. She hit me up loser. on on Instagram. Are you kidding? You know you're never going to play this club. And I'm like, the girl's telling me about having threesomes with comics in front of her <laughs> husband. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, there were, that was a running rumor for a long time. Oh, She's it was a, a fact. Uh, yeah, apparently, like they met. He's an older guy. Um, kind of feel bad for him, but you know, he was. She was openly like telling me she us. right in front of him. She's like, "Yeah, I hook up with comics. He's cool with it." That's she's so like, "If you play dude. your cards right, then you might find out." And then I brought up the empanadas. I should have never <laughs> did it. You might find <laughs> out, dude. She said that to you. Yeah, she was so Damn. open about it. Remember, yeah, she, she was, was all we- sitting next dude, to me. She was a weird fucking lady. Weird dude, fucking lady. A year went by. She sent me a picture of a restaurant in New York, one of the Sophia places. Yeah. 
and she was proven to me that empanadas are $5. I'm like, I, I forgot the conversation. I'm like, who is this? She's like, you know exactly who the fuck this is. <laughs> this is the $7 empanada lady. Yeah, because, you know, I delete my text messages. I was with a crazy girl. I can't be having some somebody's wife trying to fuck me and my girlfriend see that. Not not to, not to keep with the inside uh, Pittsburgh, Ohio shit we've been talking about so much, but I, it just reminded me, I remember there was a... There was this like like shitty like Friday night room that was basically an open mic in Pittsburgh. And one night I go there and it's just jam packed. I've never seen that many people in there. And there was a comic from Youngstown who was there. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I was like, did you notice like this room is packed? It's never packed. All the people in there are real touchy feely. He's like, yeah, they're uh, I'm the reason they're all here. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? He's like, ah. I don't know, man. I'm just the reason that they all came out. Like they they all came here. It's a pretty good community. We got a good. I'm like, what do you mean it's a good community? He's like, they're fucking swingers, dude. I'm a swinger. They're swingers. Yeah. It's, it's all swingers here. And he's like, and anytime I go anywhere, they all come to my shows. And I'm like, well, why the fuck aren't you doing a swinger tour? Right. That's the way to fucking go, dude. That is genius. That's yeah. it's yeah, a huge community. Swinger, Would you do that? No, I've been offered multiple times because when I did the cruise ships, I bought. Shorts at TJ Maxx, everything had pineapples on it, and I didn't know that's the swingers code. Yeah, uh, at first, yeah, dude. first three hours on the cruise, I'm like, Are all cruises like this, but it's a lot of swingers. Major fights break out too. <clears throat> oh yeah, dude, I can't imagine, dude. You pay for a, a a cruise, a nice vacation, and all of a sudden your wife is just. You know, you'll see when you see the off. girl that's real wild on the boat hugging everybody. You'll either see her or her husband sleeping outside the rest of the cruise. One of them gets kicked out of the room. No. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, the upside down upside down pineapple is a thing. Am well, I... they're so thirsty, any pineapple. I swear if you have really? the color yellow and green on the motherfuckers <laughs> like, hold up, what's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm just as a ninja turtle. That's it. That's I had one dude I didn't had no clue, like, because I didn't realize it's a swinger thing yet. And we're buying all he's buying me drink after drink and his wife's sitting there. And some of these guys are into this shit. He was like some retired. He told me he sold Cadillacs. He's like, I did good, man. He's like, he's giving me his salesman's card. He's old man. Yeah. And he has all this money. And uh the girl's a little younger, like 40. Yeah, this dude's like 70 years old. And look like Bob Mark Barker and shit. And uh, <laughs> dude, the girl, after a while, he's like, "Well, what do you want to do, man? You know, you know, we're not we're gonna head back to the room. You coming with us?" And I'm like, "What?" And then he's like, "That's when that's he told me about the pineapples. I was wearing all pineapples, and they had pineapples on." Oh, yep. And I was like, "Nah, dude." I was like, "I can't do <laughs> you didn't that." Go back? He wanted me to pay him back for the drinks. I had no money. It was my first cruise. I was flat broke. <laughs> He's like, well, we got a problem here. We got to do something. I'm like, dude, I don't know what you, like, what can I do here? He's like, you really won't fuck my wife. Dude, he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him. <laughs> you his, didn't want to do it? I did, but I'd get fired. It's my first cruise. Oh, I would have fucked her in a heartbeat. But, you know, I don't discriminate, man. I like, I, I like you just innocently being like, oh, I got pineapple. You got pineapple. What's up, dude? <laughs> yeah. Like pineapple crew, before you knew. <laughs> I got pineapple, dude. We're the pineapple guys. Yeah. <laughs> You really find out, a guy told me once, he's a swinger, and he said you find out a lot about your wife when you see another man fuck her. <laughs> that's what he said. Oh, I'm so, good. That's dude, stuff that's, I don't need to know about my wife. That's horrible, dude. That's real dark. <laughs> that's you. Say, he's, he's like excited about it, but there's some real sadness in that statement. I can never do it. I can't oh, show no my wife. No fucking way, dude. My last girlfriend used to always tell me her and her friends want, she's like, I want to go to a sex party to see what it's like. <laughs> I think she probably went. There's multiple ones in New York, and girls get in for free. It's so hard for a guy to get in. You got pay. I heard like you got to pay like two hundred bucks. You got come with like two girls. Oh my god! And I'm sure it's a lot of guys standing in the corner. Yeah, I have no desire to do that. It's like, dude, I. Bunch, it's probably like five girls and then just a bunch of dudes jerking off in a circle. And bro, Man, you know, weird. there's the guys walking Man, around that are fucking. Straight up ex NFL players, probably, you know. <laughs> and now you gotta stand there with your little dick, and she's just, you know, do you mind, honey? I wanna, I wanna, <laughs> what's that called? One girl told me this. I met one girl at a show, been married 20 years. She's like, sometimes I treat myself, you know, I, I indulge. She's like, I don't, I don't think it's cheating, it's indulging. She's like, I won't bring no diseases back to my husband. 
No, that's cheating. She's ah, like, that's he's cheating. In, yeah, nice Indulging Jew. is having Doritos on a Wednesday. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Not she used fucking. to tell that's fucking another dude. Yeah. yeah. She was telling right at the club, she's like, squeeze my ass. I was like, no. <laughs> oh my God. You know, you run into this shit in comedy when I was younger on. You know, and I had jokes about that, and girls would, like, I used to have a joke about breasts, and a girl, I remember girls would be like, feel my, you know, some bit, and I'd walk off stage and feel their titty, and dude, I remember thinking, like, this could go south real quick. Yeah, dude, <laughs> when her fucking husband or boyfriend, like, just knocks you out. Right. And he, or he's into it, and then, you know, you're in a pineapple situation. <laughs> I wish I could remember the joke, I should bring it back, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was some joke about feeling titties. And oh, this is what it was. It's so hacky and stupid. I would, I would comment on how the girl got nice titties, and then I would and later on in the show, I'd say a joke or something, or I'd be like, "Man, dude, I'm sorry, man. You're lucky. You're just a lucky man." And I'd be like, "I gotta shake your hand," and I'd say, "This is the closest I'm gonna get to touching your wife's titties." Oh, that's and funny. Sometimes girls would go, "Go ahead." Oh, that's funny. Uh, or they'd be like, that's not my wife, that's my sister. And I'm sitting there like, bro, she probably got these from your mom. I bet your mom got some nice. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, dude, we're fucking, that's an hour already. You have right. anything else before we wrap? Anything else you want to say? Uh, no, that's it, man. Dude, that was great, man. Thanks for <laughs> fucking coming through. Tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, actually, I just started a podcast, too, because so many people have been saying you know where's this dude's podcast now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so i got one it's called dry salami it's uh me and dan harumi yeah yeah do it dry salami and uh you could google it we literally just started it we just shot our first one and we're going to be uploading it but on youtube it's just dry salami podcast oh, and yeah. um and then that's that we just have the youtube right now but we'll be posting the first episode uh in about a week Fuck so. yeah, dude. hell yeah Make, yeah, make sure make sure make sure to check Dom out. Dom, I love that you um it's a comedian selling crazy story. I think every fucking story that you have is just fucking nuts. I love it, dude. I, <laughs> I, I, wild, I fucking dude. really enjoyed this. Um yeah, you can find me. I'm I'm at, at Raby Killing. I'm on all social media. Uh and uh, I'm here every fucking Wednesday, baby. At Dylan Krasinski on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and at Troublemakers on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We post clips. We post episodes every Wednesday. Rate, review, and subscribe. We love you, baby. Go follow Dom, and we'll see you next week. Good night.